Hello and welcome to the Fox Rugby Podcast for 2020. What a what an absolute introduction to 2020. I'm Andrew Swain, joined by Christy Doran and Sam Worthington. Gents, welcome. Yeah, g'day, Andrew. Good to see you, mate. That's some smooth music, isn't it, from producer Phil Pryor? Oh, I'm, I'm excited about 2020 already. <laughs> Thought yeah, we'd take it back to the um, thought we'd take it back to the seventies. Just need something <laughs> smoky, a smoky whiskey or something to get us going on there. Yeah, well, you can probably arrange that. You've got a bit of a liquor cabinet up in the office there. I hope none of the bosses are listening. What about one of those checkerboard dance floors? Oh with yeah, all the lights. That's kind of what I, the way I was going. With classy that. start to the year. It Very really is. Uh, look, welcome, gents. It'd be remiss of us not to acknowledge the uh, the contribution of our mates uh, Nick McArdle and, and Drew Mitchell, who um, are no longer part of this podcast, but uh, a, a big. Cheerio out to those guys, and we wish them all, all the best in the future. Yeah, hopefully they do um, keep listening to the podcast. But, yeah, obviously they, they um, yeah, did an amazing job. Uh, the podcast is only a very small part of it, clearly, to, to all their other work at Fox Sports. So, yeah, they'll be sorely missed. Absolutely. Yeah, particularly Nick McArdle, a couple of years he was with us. Uh, it, it's brand new music, brand new host, but let's hope bigger and better. Well, it's definitely, bigger, there, eh? definitely bigger. Definitely <laughs> yeah, bigger. That's right. <laughs> bigger and balder. <laughs> bigger and balder. Hey, let's rip in. So 2020 coming up, Super Rugby season kicking off this Friday. Uh, what's firing you blokes up for the season? Yeah, look, I think it's just the, the fresh narratives that we're going to get all the way from Test Rugby down through to super, but yeah, I mean Dave Rennie and Ian Foster, the new the changing of the guard at, at test level there. Um, you know, two guys that both both coach the Chiefs know each other very well, and we're we're going to get yeah new new stars, new heroes, and and uh, there's a fair bit of optimism and in Australia. Let's let's be obvious that they've got the better coach, and um and and they might have um yeah pulled a swifty over my native New Zealanders. So yeah, a, a lot to be intrigued about there. Every player in the country is now um you know going to be thinking they're right in with a, a selection chance for Test rugby. So that just adds even more excitement to Super Rugby. Yeah, absolutely. We we're just bouncing a couple of ideas upstairs beforehand, and I don't know what I can't quite remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, Andrew, okay, can do what <laughs> All right, as the, as the host, uh, why don't I jump in? Oh, the thing that's firing me up about this season, um, having been at the Junior World Cup last year in Argentina um, and, and witnessing uh, the Aussie team get to the final, go down by a point at the Frenchies, a lot of those guys now playing Super Rugby, I can't wait to see some of the youngsters coming through and see whether they can push claims for not, not just test selection but actually dominate Super Rugby, which I think... There's, there's a handful of them that can. Without putting too much pressure on them, like who do you reckon's the be the first sort of guy to, to make that jump into Test Rugby, well, do you reckon? Can I, can I go, can I do like a top five? Oh, let's do a top, top five. five. Okay, so Angus Bell, who's yep. playing for the Waratahs. He goes good. Mark Nwanganitawasi, who's oh. also playing for the Waratahs. Can you spell that? Yes, I can, but I won't we'll right now because we'll do I, I don't have a long time. Um, Harry Wilson, who is very good for the Queensland Reds. Yeah. He's, yep. he's at number eight. He's, he's a gun. Uh, Fraser McWright, who is he's, he's going to be up against Liam Wright, the, yeah. the Reds captain, but he's a guy who I think over the next few years um, is going to dominate. Uh, he's going to enforce himself on on the Super Rugby stage. And let's go with one more, Noel Alessio. There you go. Yep. He's one of the fly halves for the Brumbies, um, and and is a star in the making. There's five guys. Those five guys, but I reckon the first that will come through Wallabies when well, Ireland. We've just jumped from Super Rugby already to Test <laughs> Footy, by the way, guys. But what a season um, it was! It is exciting to look forward to. I think the, the first bloke of the twenties 
that has just come through that will play for the Wallabies will be Isaac Lucas. There you go. Yeah. He's and, and he's actually he's no rookie to Super Rugby either. He no. played last year. He yeah. did very well. Got a bit of a head start on the other guys, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, number ten clearly that one of these guys is going to get a go because Dave Rennie's said that uh, he's only in a case of emergency will he go overseas. So you've got Matt Samoa then, and then all these young kids. So yeah, the number tens are going to be a huge storyline throughout the season. Aren't I, they, I, I think that's probably. I don't know, actually remember what, what I said up there <laughs> at all, but I, I think the nine ten combination at the Reds is possibly the most exciting thing this year to look forward to. Um, when you've got Tate McDermott, who had a brilliant year last year, we saw a little bit of him in 2018, but he was great in 2019. And uh, Isaac Lucas, he just reminds me of Damian McKenzie. I think ideally they would prefer, the Reds would prefer to have him at 15. Um, so he can kind of, you know, like Stephen Larkham, can not necessarily just be, you know, have a, an easier start, but there's a lot of decisions that he has to, you have to make as a, as a fly half. So uh, that's, that's so exciting to look forward to, I think. But you look at across the tens, across the board, Will Harrison, uh, another yeah. bloke that you didn't mention just before, but clearly he's going to have a, a big say uh, with Australian rugby going forward. And there's three young Brumbies tens as well that are, that are on the rise. They're between the ages of, what, 18 and, and 22. So lots to look forward to there. Yeah, the task forwards coach, Matt Cobain, will join us a little bit later. We might ask him about Will Harrison, but I'm going to ask you blokes first now, who wins every conference? Yeah, well, Brumbies for me is still the team to beat in Australia with the Reds just behind. It is it is wide open, but I think having having watched the Brumbies in pre-season, like they're, they're going to hit the ground running with a, a fairly settled squad. Ten is probably the... The question mark, but their forward pack's going to give whoever they go with at number ten a great platform like that scrum. Well, that um, front row particularly. They, they should uh, really dominate. And I know Dan McKellar, Laurie Fisher, that they'll be eyeing up some of these. You, you look around the competition, and uh, there's not probably too many you know front rows or packs that can compete with them. So, yeah, Brumbies in Australia. Um, this is going to sound boring, isn't it? Just going Crusaders and <laughs> and, and Hagwaris, but I mean they're favourites for a reason. Um, the, the the Chiefs though could could. Push them all the way, the, the Crusaders for sure, over in, in, in Z. It's one of the unknowns, actually, with the Chiefs, how they're going to go this year because they've got Warren Gatlin there. Uh, um, yeah, great, great appointment. Well, it's, it's good it's for good, Super good. Rugby in general to have a it guy is. of that you know, calibre come back. It's remarkable. You don't often see a, an international coach, a Lions coach, then come back to, to Super Rugby, Provincial Rugby. It's brilliant. Um, but with Damian McKenzie coming back from injury as well as Aaron Cruden's return, like there's a lot of excitement there. And I think Cruden, uh, sorry, McKenzie probably returns to his preferred position at fullback, uh, which is, I think, good for, for, for the Chiefs. Uh, I reckon the Blues Chiefs will push the Crusaders uh, and the Hurricanes and the Highlanders will really struggle. From a South African conference, the Haguaras, the easy ones to get behind, but the Stormers yeah. look really strong this year and they haven't lost players like the other South African Super Rugby franchises have. So... I'd almost be prepared to go the Stormers, I think. Um, Do it, mate. Well, I'll, I'll mix it up. I'll go the Stormers and I shall also go uh, the Brumbies. But I think there's a bit of concern there with the brand-new second-row combination, basically. Well, I tend to agree with you, Christy, about the Stormers. I think that they're going to top the conference. I mean, I mean having Sia Khaleesi there is awesome. Um, and, and, you know, big front row... Umbanambi, uh, is Umbanambi there? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And, and Kitsoff as well, who's in your top twenty-five players in Super Rugby. 
Oh, and so he should be. He's just about one of the best forwards and props going around in the in the in the, in the competition. Work rate gets through 60, 60 minutes every every shift. He's quality. Yeah, they look to be the sort of clear um, tip out of out of South Africa, don't they? We've also got the great uh, Mornay Stain coming back into the South African Conference, of course, uh, at the Bulls. So um, him and Aaron Cruden will be interesting. There's a lot, been a lot of chat about the younger guys, but there are two, you know, sort of highly um, well decorated five uh, eights coming back into it as well. well so. Uh, Yanni Duplessis, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. the doctor, 30, 37, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there certainly is. I think Shark Brits is going around again, and he, of course, he was on the pod last year. One of the great characters, and and now World Cup winner too. Even though he wasn't part of that twenty three, if you're part of the squad, you're a World Cup winner. And uh, my other conference is the Blues. They don't get Bowden Barrett back till mid April, but I think if uh, they can get a few early wins. They could be dangerous at the back end of the season. All they've ever needed is a fly half. And I think I'm going to back the young brigade at the Queensland Reds to top the conference. And that's my absolute shot in the dark. I, I, I am a Queenslander. I'm going to um, put that on the, on the record also now. Yeah, it was interesting talking to some of the um, yeah the Brumbies and Rebels um, guys at the launch down in Albury. And every, everyone's talking the Reds. Like I think the bookies have got the... Brumbies as favourites, but it seems like there's a feeling amongst the other teams that the Reds are going to be really, really dangerous and well-prepared and, and ready to hit the ground running. Well, they've got a good balance, don't they, between now experienced players with James O'Connor coming back and, and looks like he'll play at 12 and if he needs to at 10, but Geordie Patea, and if, if he can stay fit yep. and Henry Spate now is there, they've got a real great mixture and, and some flair out wide as well as a couple of good handy playmakers, which they just haven't had for, for years now. So uh, whether or not it, it, it's a big season for the coaches as well, Brad Thorne needs to deliver now, third year in charge. Dave Vessel's now third year in charge of the Rebels. So there's actually a bit of pressure on, on these coaches and, and so there should be. Well, uh, it's all up for grabs. This weekend it all kicks off. The Brumbies are taking on the Reds. And uh, why don't we have a chat to a couple of uh, the Brumbies boys? What do you reckon? Let's get them on the line. Hey, Lockie, you got us there, mate? mate. Yeah, I've got you, mate. Sorry about that, mate. Driver's putting on um, reggae music and that, mate. I, I couldn't even hear you, mate. Sorry. <laughs> What's going on? Who, who's your driver, mate? Where's this reggae coming from? Mate, same driver. <laughs> One sec, mate. I'm trying to link you up to the Bluetooth here on the these fancy cars, mate. It's not hard to do, mate. My, my <laughs> 1992 old Holden Commodore, mate, doesn't it? Holden Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've yeah, got you left. You're on, mate. You're on. Yeah, sorry, mate. You're on. Of course, mate. Of course. These new, these new Range Rovers, mate. All right, so Lockie, we, we've got Very you on the line. It's, it's Andrew Swain, Christy Doran and Sam Worthington here. Uh, who have you got with you? Can you just introduce us to who's in the, in the uh, 1994 mate, he's, Commodore he's, with you? He's, he's no, got the, mate, he's got the one and only great not, man. We're not driving the My Wheels, mate. We're in Big Allen's Wheels. Oh, he's got wow. the upgrade. He came with the captaincy belt, mate. What's this called? Al, the black on black. Mate, it's the Black Velar, mate. It's the, the Black, Black Velar. the Black Velar, Black um, Range Rover are nice enough, mate, to to hand out a few of the boys' Range Rovers, mate. And um, I think Alan got first pick, so it's, it's quite flash, mate. Beauty. You don't need the heat warmers yet, but... And the Bluetooth's working real well by the sounds of things in there. Of course, mate. That's why you can hear us nice, so, mate. nice and clear, it mate. It took me a while. I'm not too um, good with the gadgets and the technology, mate. But um, <laughs> as long as you can hear us now, that's all that matters. But, boys, where, where are you going or where have you come from? 
we just finished up at lunch, mate. We went to the AIS lunch. Um, all the boys go there in between sessions to to get a good feed in. Uh, probably the healthiest thing Alan's eaten for a while, to be honest. <laughs> mate. Um, but, yeah, we're just halfway through our um, execution day, mate. So we had a few meetings and a walkthrough, um, got lunch, and then we're back for a execution team field, team session, the Savo. Um, and the playing 23 will we'll finish off some moves, mate. And, um, and yeah, day off tomorrow. Well, I, I guess we should probably take this opportunity to uh, congratulate Alan on the captaincy. We haven't had a chance to speak to you yet, Alan. But I'm going to ask Lockie, what sort of skipper is Alan? I've only been back two days, but I don't think, I don't think the man will change. He's, he, um, what you see is what you get. Um, he's probably he's definitely the most liked bloke down here in Canberra, mate, both on and off the field. And um, I think it was a – I'm sure it was a pretty easy decision for um, the whole organisation, to be honest. Oh, beautiful words, mate. There's, there's a rumour as well that it could be someone's birthday in the, in the vehicle there. It is, mate. I'll, I'll let you talk to him. Before I go on, you know, there were rumours when he was – Playing um, junior age rugby, that they lost his passport. He, he was three times bigger than everyone, mate. But um, I'll let you ask his age, mate. I'll put I'll put him on. Well, I think you've, you've set me up pretty well there, Alan. Well, you're in Happy your late birthday, you're, in, you're in your late thirties, are you? Just winding down in your career. Nah, nah, mate. Early twenties, early twenties. Okay, doke. <laughs> hey, Alan. Let's let's talk. Let's talk some serious stuff for a second. How's the preseason been, mate? And uh, how have you found the captaincy? Mate, the preseason has been great. Um, you know, we had to relocate to Newcastle due to the uh, the smoke from the bushfires, which was sad to see. But, um, you know, it was a great time for us to connect um, on, on and off the field and most importantly, you know, use, use those grounds in, in, in Newcastle to work hard. And, um, you know, the captaincy has been, is, has been great so far. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm very lucky that I have, <clears throat> um, you know, a great bunch of blokes to lead in the squad and, also, you know, I've got a great leadership team um, you, uh, to, 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 to lean on and, um, you know, to ask for help throughout the year as well. Yeah, what's it been like now? Because you've, you've just lost Sam Carter, Rory Arnold, Christian Lothano, no David Pocock in the group either. So it's a bit of a changing in the guard there as well, isn't it, Alan? Yeah, it is, you know. And, um, you know, we've, we've, we've obviously lost a number of leaders, you know, but that's gained some, some opportunity for others to step up in, in, into that role and, uh, you know the leadership group that we have uh, are boys that have been around for a while now and and and, and are well experienced around the game and they and and they've also committed themselves to stay for another couple of years. So um, you know I, I think I, I think we're well and and, and suited there in terms of the leadership roles going forward. Mate, you're not going to let Flau Fanga um, be the leading try scorer again, are you? Or is that a, a bit of a source of pride amongst the forward pack? I guess is it. But you guys surely can can get in the mix there with a few meat pies. He loves having his name up there, I'll tell you that much. But he doesn't really do much at the back of the mall. But, uh, you know, the more tries he's scoring, you know, then um, yeah, it means that our set piece is going well. So, you know, it, it, it was an obvious strength of ours last year and we're just looking to continue to build on that throughout this year. And, Lockie, you've um, been in Japan, mate. You've been chasing the, the yen shamelessly and you're looking to upgrade your vehicle as well, are you? <laughs> Oh, He's got a rangeover, mate. No, He's no, talking. No, 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 no. I'm talking now, mate. <laughs> 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 You've had your turn, Skiver. <laughs> Move aside, Skiver. Oh, mate, then, to be honest, mate, most people go over to chase the yen, but I went on a cultural experience. <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, 
you know, just trying to learn the language and um, play some different footy. Um, pretty much, mate, to be honest, it was just to get out of pre-season. That was my, <laughs> my, my that was the biggest positive for me going over, mate. But yeah, it was a, it was a good five months with, um, with the family. Yeah. So who was with you at uh, that club and how did the season actually go over there? Uh, there were two Kiwi boys um, and just myself. And then Zane Hilton was the head coach who's actually from Brisbane. Yeah, he's sure. been around a little man. bit. Um, one of the great men, mate. Yeah, he's been uh, been around a, a little bit. But, yeah, it was really good having him there um, as head coach. And then we, mate, to, we only won two games. We had eight game season. We won two, but it was, it was one better than the year before. They only just won one game the year before. So it was... Um, it's our team's called Cuden, and they they used to be in top league, mate. They had some one of the great, a few of the greats actually. They had Chris Latham, Nathan Gray, Chris Jack, um, Bongo, Tom McVeary. A lot of Aussies have been there. But when um, I think it was 2011, with some of the nuclear power plants going down, their electricity company and they stopped their program for seven years. Um, and this was the first year back signing foreigners. So it was. Um, it was interesting, mate. Obviously, all amateur, they work from eight to five, and then we train from six to late at night. Um, so, yeah, just trying to get back into the routine here at Canberra, mate. Waking up at my alarm goes off at seven a.m., and I think I'm having a nightmare. So, it's, um, it might take me a week or two. It's good. It's good that you're back in Canberra, Lockie, because we were just um, doing a bit of googling before. We know a lot about you as a person, but what we didn't know, which is part of your Wikipedia page, actually, <laughs> is that you you ran for the seat of Benelong in 2013 in the uh, federal election. Now, Alan, did you know that Lockie was such a good leader, and are you going to draw on that those, <laughs> those that leadership um, from Lockie this season? Great question. But he tells me about that all the time, mate. But I just close my ears and I listen to him. <laughs> part of the deal, I, you know, I like you. I like you guys. I like. I love your podcast. But part of the deal was me coming on again, mate. Was never bring up the politics. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit disappointed there, boys. I did not know that. I'm a new host, mate. It's my first day. It's my first day. Uh, I'll forgive you maybe this once, but to be honest, mate. I watch poli- I, I follow politics and news a little bit more than Alan. Um, but yeah, it's not something that. Um, it's it's a it's a pretty messy situation um, with the media and and everything that goes on, mate. So I'll be trying to stay far away from it. To be honest, sure thing, mate. Oh, sure thing. Uh, Alan, um, who actually is on your leadership team? Lockie's obviously making a fair pitch there, but who are you leaning on? Um, and, and, and like, how do you go about? I guess your captaincy duties each week. Yeah, so the vice captains are Tommy Cusack, Lockie, and Joe Powell, and then um, the rest of the group is just uh, Scott Scott Sia and 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 Tom Banks. Yep. So you know, obviously, obviously Scotty has been around for a while. He's one of our um, you know centurions in the club. Um, you know, and I'll be looking to lean on him. Um, you know, and just just most part is just that that whole group just just to help me get the feel of the group. Um, you know, and, and just to help me with the different messaging throughout the week. And and just bringing it back to the here and the now, Alan. Uh, clearly, the Reds this weekend, Friday night, uh, no shortage of, of motivation. Um, clearly, against the Reds, uh, a big one first up in Canberra. Um, you've got you're clearly going to have a brand new ten, and, and that's the the big one for the Brumbies. So losing Christian and, and welcoming one of the new tens, and, and that perhaps could be Noah Alessio um, on on Friday night. Do you have to change your, your game plan or your structures? 
at all, or is it just going to be? Do you think more of the more of the same, and, and and hoping to continue where Christian left off? Yeah, I think I think mate, it's going to be more of the same. Um, you know, and and whoever gets to put on that ten jersey, mate, it's just about giving them the confidence. Um, you know, throughout the week, um, you know, making sure that they feel confident in in their voice and and the way that they lead our, 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 our team around the field, you know? So we, we don't really want to change too much from last year. You know, we thought a lot of our games, they work really well. Um, but it's about just, just growing on from that and just finding ways to get better for, for this year. Well, boys, uh, we wish you all the best for, uh, this Friday night against the Reds and the coming season. And, uh, Alan, we wish you a happy birthday too, mate. I hope it's a really ripping day for you. Yeah, thanks, mate. I think Lockie's got a chocolate cake for me at home and a foot oh. massage plan, so I can't <laughs> wait, mate. I can't wait. <laughs> and thanks a lot, Lockie. And, uh, mate, we won't mention the political career again. That's done now, OK? <laughs> Dusted. Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. Good to chat again, and um, I'll be streaming in to listen, mate, next week. <laughs> thanks, man. guys. All the best. Cheers, guys. Thanks, mate. Yeah, the boys in good form there, the Brumbies boys in the in the car, having a great time. And uh, happy birthday to Alan Alatoa. They are one of the great odd couples. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I, I think we need to get uh, video footage of what's going on in that uh, car next time we call them up, though. But Podcast uh, action. It's, they're, they're a fascinating little couple there. If I was their uh, partners or wives, I'd be a little bit worried because of the talk of foot massages. And, yeah. Geez, it's, uh, yeah. It's, Sounds uh, pretty good, actually. It, really. They've always been pretty tight down there, the Brumbies, and these two are no, <laughs> no exception. So Brumbies take on the Reds Friday night uh, down at GIO Stadium. Uh, you can catch all that live on Fox Rugby. Um, tips, boys? It's going to be stinking hot, the uh, forecast, isn't it? I think um, an absolute arm wrestle, and I'll, I might actually give it to the Reds in, in round one. I will go the Brumbies. I just think they'll be tough at home, well coached. Uh, they'll come out of the blocks. And the uh, kickoff times are half an hour earlier this year as well, so you can catch all that from quarter past seven on Fox Rugby. Uh, the next Aussie side in action, it's actually not the next Aussie side in action, but uh, the Waratahs taking on the Crusaders at five o'clock on Saturday afternoon. That's a tough opening match, isn't it, boys? Yeah, that's, it's not the usual uh, Crusaders Christchurch Fortress. It's up in Nelson, which is so maybe that diminishes their home advantage a little bit. But look, the Crusaders have been pumping people in, in pre-season, the Hurricanes and the, and the Highlanders. So yeah, I mean, it, realistically, it's hard to go past them. Yeah, one of the interesting things with them though is oh, there's a big like, group of forwards that have basically left the Crusaders now. No Sam Whitelock, no Matt Todd, uh, no Kieran Reid. White Crockett's retired. Owen Franks is, is no longer. So there's there's a you know that's five internationals there. So can they replace them uh, quickly? Who knows? But the back line looks pretty hot and, and sexy. Uh, re- re- <laughs> sexy. Re- remarkably, though, it was the Tars that, that beat the Crusaders last year. So, yep. um, you know, I, I don't think you can write them off, but but clearly the Crusaders are going to uh, be difficult to, to, to beat. Yeah, they're quite used to all this as well, that they have, like, their senior All Blacks miss the start of the season often as well, like they are. They've got all these this hungry sort of system that comes through, so they are quite used to that. But, yeah, I mean, Scott Robertson, he's had a few distractions going for the All Blacks job and, and stuff. So, yeah, they've, they've definitely got some, some work to do themselves. Rob Penry returning home, really, as well. Yeah, well, why don't we get a word with one of the uh, TARS coaches. Wallaby's great, and now the TARS uh, forwards coach, Matt Cobain. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here. Well, first up, mate, um, I guess let's just get start from the beginning, the pre-season. Uh, how's it all gone through the pre-season for you? And, and you've, you've obviously had a couple of trials now to have a, a good look before round one. 
Yeah, look, it's been tough. Uh, you know, the, the again, hot sort of smoky conditions for a lot of it. So uh, tough conditions for the boys to train in and, and they've really been pushed quite hard by our S&C staff. Um, you know, this time of year, you've really got to build that base that'll take you through. Um, you know, you can't do that in season. So a lot of the tough and hard work's done. And now it's, you know, all about getting detail right and refining how we're, we go into games and, and making sure um, we're the best prepared we can be to, to, to win matches. Is it starting to, are you starting to feel like a proper New South Welshman by now, Matt, um, you've spilled a bit of blood um, in, in the in the Queensland red jersey over the years against these guys. How, how does it feel, sort of picking out your your blue kit every morning? Yeah, it's, it's a bit different, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, so when I got the job, there's a few few text messages saying, "What the hell are you bloody doing?" So uh, it was quite funny. But no, in all seriousness, it's been really really good. I've really enjoyed you know working with the guys. It's like any other rugby team, really. It's just a different colour and and. Um, you know, a little-known fact is that I was actually born, born in New South yeah. Wales, so um, I sort of rely on that. Chris Whitaker, of course, is into me the whole time, saying I was a turncoat way back then, and, <laughs> and you know, now I'm back where I belong. But um, yeah, it's uh, it certainly is um, is interesting. Some of the messages I've got, and, uh, but like I said, I'm fully committed here and, and really loving the uh, the opportunity and the, and the challenge. Yeah, well, undoubtedly, it was your decision to um, make promote. Rob Simmons to the Waratahs captaincy as well. Another <laughs> takeover. Yeah, takeover from yeah infiltrating. <laughs> so it could be the Reds' year. We already saw them <laughs> pip, uh, pip, pip the Tars in Dolby on Friday night. Um, picking up from Rob Penny, his comments on Friday, he basically, you know, he, he was disappointed with the effort um, and the, the result, the outcome from Friday. But you don't really have too much time now to reflect and you've got to have go time on, on Saturday against the Crusaders. So are the Waratahs going to be ready for, for, for that first round? Yeah, look, we'll, we'll be ready. There's no excuses with that. Like, uh, I think, you know, for whatever reason, we just didn't perform to what we did the week before. And, and you know, as you said, we've got the Crusaders this week and we're going to have to really be at the top of our game to, to challenge those guys. Uh, it's a, it is a massive challenge. We're building it up like a test week. Um and that means we're just trying to prepare as best we can. We obviously can't put a lot of hours on the paddock. We've got a travel day in, in there as well. So uh, we need to be really sort of detailed with our prep and try and get the most out of sort of our off-field sessions. Um, so, you know, as I said, we're, we're prepared and we're ready to go. Yeah, it's not exactly the easiest uh, round one opponent, although Crusaders, notoriously slow starters in Super Rugby, so that's probably a good sign uh, for the Waratahs. Uh, Mac Mason looks like he's picked up an injury, Matt. Can you give us a bit of an update about his um, progress? Yeah, unfortunately, he, um, he uh, in a tackle, I think he just he, he stretched his groin out a little bit and um, he'll be sort of out of action for, for a few weeks, um, which is disappointing for Mac. I think he's had a pretty good pre-season and... and the, uh, the young 10s in the squad have been really pushing, pushing each other, uh, Will Harrison as well. Um, you know, and obviously we've got KB there as an option too. So there's a little bit of competition there. Obviously Max out of that now for the next couple of weeks, but there's no, no reason why he can't fight back again and, and have, a, have a crack later in the season. It, it seems, and having spoken to Kurtley and Rob, um, that he was intent on giving an opportunity first up to either Mac or Will. Um, and I think he had thought that Will was, was you know, potentially a little bit young to be thrown in the first round against the Crusaders and make your debut there. But has that changed the thinking too much now with Mac out of the equation and, and it's either really going to be Kurtley or Will that, that plays 10 this weekend? 
Yeah, I mean, that, they're our two guys sort of standing in that position, I guess. Uh, the way sort of we end up going, I guess we'll find out later in the week. But, um, yeah, it's, I think I'd be happy with either of those two. I think with, with Will, um, what, he, what he brings is real enthusiasm. And I like the way he takes the ball into contact. Like, there's no fear with the kid. He, you know, he's happy to, 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 to carry hard if things aren't going right. Um, and he's been managing the game pretty well as well uh you know things like sort of cross kicking and, and looking for opportunities which rob's pretty uh, big on encouraging um he's doing quite a lot of that at training and also in in some of the, tri- the trial matches as uh you would have saw yep yeah. you're um you're doing a very good impression there of a, a backs coach i'm impressed that you um <laughs> talking about cross kicking and stuff but i might bring you back to your, your specialty and your bread and butter so i mean what, what's your philosophy i guess with with this Waratahs pack, you've lost a, a few senior men, of course, as most teams have, and, and some good young talent there. So, like, what, what's I guess been your biggest uh, focus during the preseason, and, and, and what is your philosophy to, to forwards coaching in general? Look, I think it's for me, it's all about building a, a tough forward pack culture. Like, I'll try and encourage that in all the forward packs, and, and you know, in whatever team I'm coaching, whether I'm head coach or a forwards coach, it's all about trying to. Uh, you know, I guess get them to realise that it, it starts and finishes in the forward pack. If the forward forwards aren't dominating or, or winning, you know, most of the collisions and most most of their set piece work, then the, the backs can't really do anything. So I really try and sort of, um, you know, encourage them to to like, that pack mentality. I guess really push each other, um, play tough on the ball, be you know, be smart with our set piece. Um, and, and, and making sure, you know, we're always contributing around the field and backing each other up. And Angus Bell in particular is someone that's got a few people excited uh, and clearly with Mark being there, Mark Bell, the yeah. new forwards coach or the scrum coach rather, um, what's the dynamic like between those two and, and what are your early impressions of, of Angus? Yeah, look, father and son combo there. But uh, look, when when he's coaching, it's just like any other player, I guess. You know, when, I think Belly said to me the other day, "That's Mark, the uh, the older Bell." Yeah. Uh, he said, w- "Discussing rugby is banned at home, so they don't discuss rugby at home, apparently." So, but I find that hard to believe. But anyway, <laughs> that's what he tells me, and and he takes himself out of selection uh, for, for for front row. So um, he said, "Look, you know, you guys do what you want with Angus. You know, realise he's still young too, and." He is a tremendous talent. I really like what he brings. You know, he's physically, you know, he's a man. Uh, you know, he's 119 kilos, uh, very fit, quite quick for a prop. And and uh, the thing about that, though, is, you know, he, there's plenty of props like that, but you need a prop that can scrummage as well. And he's, he's really good in that scrummage. You put him in against uh, Taniela Tupo on the weekend just to test him out a little bit, and he come out uh, on the right side most of the time. Um Obviously, it was um, you know it was a bit of back and forth there, but um, he certainly the first scrum he he went on on the weekend and and, and generated a penalty for us. So he's going to be a big player for the future. It's just how he's sort of managing while he's still young uh, and learning, um, so he doesn't get sort of um, I guess burnt out and and maybe sort of on the wrong end of um, of um, you know sort of lessons, I guess. Yeah, a lot of young talent uh, coming through from that under twenties junior Wallabies team last year. Uh, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about Rob Penny as a bloke? For for those of us listening who have, you know, not really 
heard of Rob's uh, exploits in the past, or and, and how is what's the inside word on him? You know, how is he gelled with you guys? You know, good bloke, good to go have a beer with, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, all those things. Most Kiwis generally are. You know, you, unfortunately, it's sort of. It's hard, isn't it? Because you want to hate them, but you, you can't because they're, they're good blokes. And I actually live with one, so she's, you know, I've got, I've got that coming, coming at home as well. So Bledisloe Cups at home haven't been fun for me for the last sort of little while, eighteen years, is it? So, um, uh, yeah, she's had, she's had the wood on me over the, over the Bledisloe's. But um, look, Rob's been really good, mate. Like he's, you know, he's, he's got that kind of father figure um, presence, I guess. But you know he's very open doored. Like he, you know, he's always ready to talk to players. I see him on numerous occasions, just around the ground, having conversations one on ones with with players, building relationships. So yeah, I think there's a high degree of trust developing there, which is what you need when you're coaching, you know, young men to be the best they can be. Um, you know, I first met him over in Japan. We were coaching against one another actually, and, and you know, from the from the first moment we sort of started talking, we had a good. Uh, relationship and sort of spoke, you know, uh, used rugby as a as a kind of um, connection there. And um, you know, he's been, I guess, from a style point of view, he's very, he likes uh, teams to use the space in attack. Um, you know, that's certainly what we're we're attempting to do. Um, a very sort of free flowing style, if you will. And one of the things I do like about him is that he's he. We don't. We're not setting too many rules, so we sort of got principles and, and and I guess systems. But within that, there's a big uh, onus on on playing. You know, for want of a better description, what's in front of you. So he always says, you know, the game of rugby is 90% great because it can change so quickly, um, and it's so true. Like players need to be be able to make split second decisions. So encouraging to do that, giving them the confidence to be able to do that. I think is a is a really good sort of trait uh, in any coach, and, and he does that very well. He's quite a physical specimen as well, isn't he? He must be spending a bit of time in the in the gym still, but um, we won't we won't dwell on that. But yet another Kiwi coach, <laughs> yet another Kiwi coach, um, of course that's that's come on board, Dave Rennie. I think you spent a bit of time with him, um, and, and his flying visits. Uh, what, what what can you say about that? It was largely an observational visit from him, wasn't it? But you had a bit of time to to chat to him. Yeah, yeah, we all got a little bit of uh, time with him. I, I was showing him a few of the or a bit of the stuff we're doing in the line out and um you know obviously he's a he's a backs coach but uh yeah he was uh, he was interested and said you know there's some good stuff going on there um yeah look he's he's very sort of comes across as quite relaxed and and, and calming um which is a lot like rob i guess um and uh you know i'm, I'm really sort of looking forward to seeing what he can he can bring uh, you know there's been a lot of chat about you know whether we should have a Kiwi as a head coach or, or or an Australian, but you know, again, I think I'm I'm in the in the camp of like let's just get the best person for it, and it seems like he he is the best person uh, in the current sort of who's available. So let's get behind him. Let's 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 make sure he's got uh, all our support in terms of you know both from from a provincial level and then everyone sort of out there and who's a rugby fan. Let's just get behind the guys and and, and make sure they uh, they feel our uh, support. Here, here, Matty. Well, thank you very much, mate, for joining us on the uh, the very first Fox Rugby podcast for 2020. And, mate, we wish you and the Waratahs all the best uh, for the oncoming season and, and immediately against the Crusaders this weekend. Thanks, guys.
Yeah, great to have a chat with uh, Wallabies, great, and now Tars assistant coach Matt Cobain there. The other Aussie team in action across the weekend, guys, and it's actually an interconference um, derby with the Sunwolves still in the Aussie conference for one more year. The Melbourne Rebels up in Fukuoka. I'll be up there calling the action with George Gregan uh, on Saturday afternoon from 2.45 Eastern. And... Uh, guys, the Rebels have probably been the one team that rugby people have been talking about and had the least expectation around uh, this year, would you say? Is that fair? Is that a fair comment? Yeah, it's an interesting situation. It's a wide-open conference. The bookmakers, or at least uh, the one that I was um, spending some time on, um, don't tell mum that I'm gambling, um, <laughs> that the Rebels were actually the favourites, uh, which yeah, certainly surprised me. But you look back at their history, that they, they were leading the whole of Super Rugby, weren't they, sort of halfway through? After four or five rounds the last, last year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they, it's not like they they haven't you know, done this before, and they they should get off to a flyer against the Sunwolves. But for me, that oh, it's hard to trust them. I guess, isn't it? They're just too inconsistent with some of their performances. So yeah, for me, they're they're behind the the Brumbies and the Reds at least in the Aussie Conference. Yeah, their trial form hasn't been sparkling, you'd say, but they've still got the bones of a pretty good squad. Like there's still some big names down there, Christy. Yeah, there there is. I actually think they'll beat the Sunwolves really well. I think the Sunwolves, clearly they've lost a lot of players now with knowing that the Sunwolves will be no longer beyond 2020. Um, that's a different subject altogether. But but uh, the Sunwolves had a good trial win on, on the weekend against a Barbarian side. Uh, the Rebels clearly have been dusted last couple. Um, but you look at that team, there's a lot of class in the back line. Um, there's still some hard workers in the forward pack. That back row is pretty well established there with Issy Nasirani clearly leading it all um, and, and meters. So I, I think they'll, 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 they'll win and looking forward to hearing what you get up to in Japan. It's a bit of a, a short visit for you, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Thursday night and uh, back we'll be back in Australia by Sunday morning, George and I. And Fukuoka, having had the pleasure of um, a few days of your company in Japan, you, you're quite a big name in Japan, Swainy. Um, you, you know a bit of the language. Know a bit of the language, and um, it's, it was one, one, of, one of the great sightseeing you're trying to get into um, to the, the small doorways that they've got there, and um, the showers can't be uh, easy over there. They're not quite catered for, for men of your stature, are they? Look, it's, it's, it can be tough as a... a, a a large man travelling around in Japan, but it is always enjoyable and looking forward to getting up there a couple of times this year for and first up for Rebels v Sunwolves in Fukuoka. It should be good. What's the uh, local Fukuoka specialty? What do they do? I haven't what actually had a look, but I'll I, I put might, you on the spot. You'll report back next week. I will. I'll report back next week. I'll, I might, I'm keen to try some um, good ekonomiyaki. Yeah. Uh, I want to give give some of that a go. Yeah, so. that goes good. It's quite a spectacle as well when you sit down to, to watch that happen. So maybe you can get some, some video footage and get it out on the socials. If there's one bloke who knows what to do in Japan, it's George Griggs. So <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting up there with uh, with Griggs. And will, will he be paying? What, how does it normally go on tour with, uh, with him? <laughs> it's a good question. I'm happy to, <laughs> I'm happy to pull the, the wallet out, but he likes the expensive Japanese whiskies as well, George. So um, we'll, we'll just see how we go. It should be a good trip. People, the punters can get the full report next week, absolutely. Well, Super Rugby does kick off this weekend, guys. Friday, uh, it's the Chiefs Speed Blues from 5 o'clock, so make sure you tune in and uh, we'll have an Another wrap of the round one next week. No doubt, boys, thanks for joining us on the Fox Rugby Podcast. Thank you.